With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
I have got to get some sleep. And uh, and uh, and a, a cold came over me and everything else. Like okay, but I just spent the week recuperating, which I'm sure a yeah. lot of people did. Oh, absolutely. I've been talking with so many people that are still landing or getting a little sick or, or feeling kind of down because it's been such a high to be, you know, it's like such an intense experience. And then it's like, what do you mean it's over, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that like, no, I don't want this to end. Yeah. yeah and uh, just, so you know, so many great connections and, and meeting such like-minded people and you know that yeah. that part alone is is empowering. You're like I'm not the only person that thinks and feels this way. Lots of lots of very open-hearted, deep-feeling people. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and that's that's what she attracts, right? That's just like that's, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she definitely attracts that. There's a reason why people res- certain people resonate with her and her message and her authentic- authenticity and vulnerability. It's like wow. Speaks our language. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah, that's you know, and that's why I think is the the message for us for ourselves too. You know that we have to live very authentically and share what is our our message and our mission. So it's really cool. And, yeah, and that whole that whole getting paid to do this kind of work is like, oh yeah, I should be getting paid to do this kind of work. Absolutely. So tell me about it. Tell me about what is your? Do you have an idea of what your mission is? What you've been doing and what you are doing now? Um, yeah, I mean, my my mission. I realized during the event how um, how broad my mission has been, um, and it's kind of that I help everybody. Kind of, you know, that's that's been my thing. I know what my gift is. My gift is for holding space uh, for people to feel their pain. Mm. And 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 I don't get consumed by it, and I don't um, over sympathize. I'm, I'm able to hold that space for them to feel it without feeling like just that it's okay. And you know, I think it's, most of us grow up learning to stuff our emotions and bury them and and eat them away or distract them away. And you know, I've reached a point in my life through doing energy work and that, you know, I'm just a highly, highly sensitive person and I pick up on, I'm I'm geared and radar towards people's pain. Mm. <laughs> and I've always been that way and it used to be overwhelming. Um, but I've learned, I've learned a lot of, I've learned this to build it myself up and to get really grounded in who I am so that I can actually use that gift to hold the space for other people <clears throat> and I haven't quite targeted my niche. I mean, I know I enjoy working with highly sensitive people, intelligent people, um, self-aware people, although I do attract people that aren't self-aware because I think that's part of the process is to enlighten people how to become a little more self-aware um, but I haven't targeted my niche as far as I was looking at the um, the paperwork on who your ideal client is and what problems I solve. And I just keep kind of coming up blank because I work on pulling up emotional pain, like emotional wounds. And I, I'm not sure what specific wounds I'm most gifted at 
helping people deal with. So and it it could be it could be a you know pain. Usually, pain is pain and is connected with trauma. So yeah, the difference uh, might be. Um, well, you know what? It, there's a, there's a, almost like a better way to go about it instead of just, you know, our heads are like, this is what happens. We start like trying to figure it out, right? And when we go into our head space, it's really, our heads are limited, especially if we don't ask the right questions. And sometimes it's not about saying, okay, what is my niche? What is my niche? But it's like, it's more of a, a subtle experience of uncovering who you are and who are the people you like working with, who are the people you don't like working working with. And what I'm curious is, would you like us today to do a money map session and a wages goal session? What would be your preference? Um, say that or again, money would, map or what? So we can do an in-depth money map or we can create an outrageous goal for you. Uh, we can also have a straight clarity strategy action session if you would prefer. Um, it, and it's a session where we're going to look at uncovering, you know, like where you are, where you want to be, what is keeping you from getting there. And in okay. the process, we're going to, you know, find some, some, you know, some clues as to who your niche might be or what, is, what has kept you from really charging for doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what I would like to. Those last two are the ones I'd like to focus on. So, you're probably better able to tell me which which of those options would be best: money map or or outrageous goal or so clarity action. Okay, what did you say? So what your desire would be to find out what's blocking you? Yes. Great. So, tell me a little bit about where you are right now, because you mentioned a little bit of the niche and what your gift is. And are you actually working with clients? I am at the beginning. You know, it's been very much um, a client here, a client there. You know, at the beginning of the year, I had um, I had four clients, and I and I even like that sounds so pitiful, but I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I have four clients, and you know, one bought my four session package, and that felt amazing. Um, the other two I was just seeing on a weekly basis, one via phone and one in person, actually two via phone. And my rates I think are pretty reasonable. Um, really it's my – I can be guilty of hiding behind my computer for sure. Um, and when I do go out and I do a retreat or I do a talk, I generally generate a client from that. Maybe mm-hmm. not immediately, but you know, a few months later, something will will um, materialize from that. And so, I, I definitely realize that it's when people see me, meet me, hear me. That's why, when, and why I get clients. And yeah. there's no amount of Facebooking and, and social media really hasn't been a way that I've generated. Um, clients. So right now my issue is I love what I do. I'm just not doing it at a level that I am able to generate or contribute financially to my family. And if that continues to be the case, I would have to do something else. Right. And I don't right. want to. 
Right. And you, how long have you been, have you been, um, so would you call, I do, do, are you an EFT practitioner? How do you work with people? Um, I, I'm sorry, how do I what? How do you work with people? Do you, are you an EFT practitioner? Yes, I, 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 I use, um, I mainly use um, EFT and also combine Reiki with that. So, okay. So I use a little bit of both. I, my background social work. Um, okay. So I'm pretty, you know, intuitive counseling comes pretty naturally to me. Um, and I did leave a full-time salaried position at a university to do this. <laughs> yeah. I, hindsight, I probably should have done it a little more gradually. But um, <laughs> yeah. but I was I was... I was working so much at the university uh, that I, I didn't really have time to do anything else. Yeah. And um, and I was weaving in a lot of this work at the university. But, um, you know, I've tapped on all the regret and maybe, you know, my decision wasn't the smartest one financially, but um, that's neither here nor there. That's that's done. I, yeah, I, I so you, it. because it was really, it was too much, right? It was too much. Yeah, I missed my kids. I, I, there was a lot of aspects of the job that I didn't enjoy, um, especially mm-hmm. the, the, um, the committee meetings and all those things where you're just dealing with very pompous people. Um, but I really cause it was pretty naive because I thought I'm just going to hang my shingle and people are going to line up to work with me. Now, so you you left it to have your private practice, right? Yes. Uh huh. And uh, have you in the past or now? Do you actually take insurance or not? No, no. I don't. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not a licensed clinical social worker, so I'm not billable through no, insurance. Um, and I've you know I've debated on on. I have supervised hours if I wanted to pursue that, and I have plenty of social work funds that would supervise me further. But but I, there's resistance on doing that too, and getting into to all that. That's why coaching appeals to me because it's kind of outside of clinical practice. And yes, I, yeah. I like the freedom that coaching provides. That you're not under certain rules and and liability issues and all the things yeah. that come with a clinical practice. I'm sure you know your background is you're a clinician, aren't you? Yes, I am. And I am licensed and I do not take insurance. <laughs> and I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, but it's interesting. It's been you know, it's been a, a good journey and uh, yeah, I worked I used to work at a clinic so I know what it's like having to have all the you know, the rules, regulations and it's just so tight and constricted. So I totally get it. And I'm curious because what I what I'm hearing is that you were able to make uh, to make good money or to make money as long as you were doing something that you didn't totally love. And now that you're, so I think that actually creating, starting to create a money map would be a good idea. To, um, I mean, did you get how, how was it um, the one that you did with Margaret at the event? Oh, that was what um, totally um, hooked me on becoming a tapping into wealth coach mm-hmm. because it it really quickly got to. Uh, the heart of the, of how uncomfortable money makes me and how yeah. icky I feel about it and how I end up avoiding dealing with money. I was yeah. like, holy shit. 
<laughs> well, if you feel like, yeah, no, it's incredible. It's incredible. We could go deeper with that, or we could actually try to create an outrageous goal for you and see what happens. And the way that we would go about that, because you experience a little bit the money map, in either case, we're going to, I go for deep. So I go for, and that's why the, you know, the individual pieces are so wonderful. And I have run uh, Tapping into Wealth um, manifestation programs and individuals. I have done both. And so I know that in a group, you know, when I have a group, it's like I can go as deep as, you know, as is possible. But it's also not the same as when you're one-on-one, right? Right. Um, so either way, what I'm looking to is to uncover really what is what are the subconscious blocks that you've been having and where do they come from? Because, see, I, I believe very strongly. I work with, I don't know if you've heard of matrix re-imprinting. Mm-hmm. So that's what I use, and uh, I find cool. that it's, a, yeah, it's really, really, it's very powerful, and it just goes, you know, it's a, it, goes, it goes into, the, it's not so much deep. Sometimes people get a little, like, uh, you know, scared of, like, the whole idea. But it's more, um, it's more really the healing takes place where, where it actually occurred. Where the, mm-hmm. you know, the, so that's where I go for Um Either way would actually be totally fine. What is, where does it feel that there's more for you? Is it in? Is it does it have to do with your savings and the lack of security? Does it have to do with your like? Either way, we're gonna get there. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go for a money map, and let's. Uh, we will. We we have time. We'll definitely get into creating a goal for you. So we'll see how. So I, I hope you have. Um, you have. Pen and paper, and if you have, it would be yeah, wonderful if you have some, do you have some water, or have you been drinking water? Um, I have, but I'll go refill it as you're talking, because um, I know when you start getting into this, uh, <laughs> how important water is. Yes, it's very important, and actually, I'm going to do the same, if you just give me like 10 seconds, I'll be right back, okay? Sure. You back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So you can just save a paper that you have in front of you. Just write down my confidential money map. Okay. And, and I've got the I've got the printed I've got the um the uh, my printer for some reason this morning isn't cooperating, but I've got the money map up on the computer too. No, but you know the difference. If it's okay with you, what we're gonna write, what I have to close it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, close it up and just be be present for what happens. You know, somebody asked me yesterday who's also tapping into wealth. Like, you know, do you want me to print it? And I'm like, no, and I'll, I can tell you why. What happens is that if you have a printing thing, it's not it is not it's not the same as writing. Right. And uh, it's just about being with the experience and just allowing your body, including the connection that your mind has with your hand and everything that is is subtle and, and very important. So Okay. We're going back to basics. There's a <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, there's a there's a system and there's a reason. I can I can tell you more if you like. But if you write down saving, and and savings is amount of money that is is not either retirement or it's you know it's just money that is really accessible, like readily, readily accessible. If you okay, so not retirement, like not a four hundred one k. Okay. No. No, that's that's like you know, it's, it's a savings is an account that is is the money that literally you may have under the mattress kind of thing, you know, in a savings account that you really can access easily. Okay. So, if you're if you're okay with that, would you mind telling me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm very transparent. I, I have no shame. I mean, I'm not that I'm not ashamed of some of my decisions, but I, I don't have any hesitation in sharing. I mean, yeah. what's the point? It's not gonna of talk course. about it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna borrow any from you, don't worry. <laughs> um you know, prior to a week ago savings was at zero and mm-hmm. um my husband got a bonus huge bonus based on but taxes took out half of it um which is always disheartening um so right now we have uh a little over 16,000 in savings but that almost doesn't even feel real to me because of our debt so okay it's right now it's there and but it's like that money already has so many places it needs to go Mm-hmm. That yeah. I don't even really consider it savings because it's, okay. as soon as we start to allocate it, it it's gonna it's gonna be gone. And is this money that was like uh, coming back from taxes or something like that? Um, no, it was a it was a bonus that he got at work. It was a um, it was a bonus based on his performance in the last year. He was twenty nice. percent eligible. Um, so it really was about. Twenty-eight thousand dollars, but after wow. tax, uh, yeah, after taxes, it's um, sixteen thousand. Amazing, a little over sixteen thousand. Yeah, very like he's so, and and that's what makes me sad is he's like so excited and so proud, and the minute we look at our finances, he's gonna go like, wow. yeah. So that's yeah, that that meeting of the minds is is coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's so. One of the things with savings is that it's it, it's um it's powerfully connected with your sense of safety and security, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like something to fall you know to fall on in case something were to happen. Um, and I know that these uh, these savings is also coming from my husband, from your husband. So I'm curious, how is that? Does that feel? Let's say that this money was there and. Uh, does it feel like even though it's his uh his bonus that it really you feel like it's also yours? Um, not really. Okay. Not not yeah. really. No. That and the reason that I ask is I don't know, I don't I wanna let you know that my you know, my website is Soulful Empowered Women. So I'm very interested in as women for us to feel that we hold our power, right? And and there's certain situations that, you know, you feel like, yeah, you know, we have, you know, we joined our finances and everything's cool and it's good. 
Um, I have also talked with women that feel like they are almost like tied to a marriage because they just couldn't they couldn't leave, you know. Mm-hmm. So so that I know that I'm gonna I may ask hard questions, but um oh, sure. the, the intent is it's a it's really good. <laughs> so um and and the the big piece I'm curious, um how was that for you growing up? Did you feel that you were emotionally, physically, and you know, safe? Did you feel that there was a, a container for you that you could be yourself? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that that is the, that's actually the root, Emily. That really is. Um, and that's why what happens is that as children we absorb that whatever environment, right, is going on. And it's incredible. It just really translates into money because um, savings is also connected to our first chakra. And the mm-hmm. first chakra is about, like, feeling that we have we had a right to be born and there's a space for us in this planet. Does that make sense? Yeah. So tell me. Um. Yeah, I just grew. I just grew up in a very volatile home. Mm. You know, my my parents were young. Like, um, my mom was. I had. I have an older sister, but my mom was twenty when she had me, and and so they were young and they were volatile and they were still figuring out who they were and growing up together. And and my dad was an extremely angry person, like mm. just Mister Angry. Anytime he was around, you just didn't know what you were going to get. So it was, you just tiptoed. You know, I just tiptoed around him. And uh, my mom could be, could be very, I wouldn't say, she wasn't really warm and affectionate, but I remember feeling drawn to her, but I also remember feeling very protective of her, like worrying, Mm. like I didn't want to leave her alone and go play because that might make her sad. And so I remember always trying to be good, you know, just try to make her feel better. Um, I guess at a young age, I just picked up on her, her sadness. Mm. Um. But she, I mean, she loved to bake. I mean, she baked a lot and, you know, she did those kind of, on the surface, uh, exterior, she looked like, you know, the ideal mom. You know, she all, our hair was always in pigtails and she was always baking brownies and she kept a very, you know, she kept the house really clean for my dad and, um, but I watched her tiptoe around him. I watched her be over accommodating, very pleasing mm-hmm. Um, and I watched him, you know, if he found a hair on his plate, he would mm-hmm. throw his food in the garbage. And, and wow. I mean, he, he was just really, uh, militant with mm-hmm. everything. And so I just, you know, that I, I honestly, I, I was thinking about this recently. My refuge was, um, cause we lived in Florida. I would just play outside. I, I would just be outside all the time and um, very, very solitary. I was very solitary. 
Mm. It's all good. I mean, it's all good to be outside. It's all good to, you know, explore. It's all good to find lizards. And, you know, I had a fascination with lizards and frogs and caterpillars. (laughs) (laughs) And those are like when I think back on when I felt good, uh, it was those moments. And being inside my house was uh, incredibly tense. Yeah. Just incredibly, just cut with a knife kind of tension. And so there was no expressing of feelings. There was no, how are you today? There There was no container for having the opportunity or the space to express myself at all. Be seen and not heard was kind of their parental style. <clears throat> and and do you see you know do you see how how that you know I mean it's so huge and, and you know it's amazing because one of the things that we that was I mean I, I work with brilliant people I know that you have a brilliant mind and you can figure things out and at the same time it's like as a little girl you really absorb these intense. You know, intense tension in your in your system. You know, right? Like I, I bet that you had to be super hyper alert. Yeah, and then, very. And also, you are um, you're probably an emotional intelligence specialist. Um, I am. I did I did the profile. <laughs> yes, of course. Is that your primary or your secondary? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's okay. primary. And uh, that's my secondary. So I really know, and uh, and it's really hard to grow up in an unsafe environment like that because. My dad was very violent, very volatile and violent as well, and uh, it it was like it's like I could totally see right how your nervous system with that level of sensitivity. I mean, maybe another child would not. I don't know how it was for for your sister, but sometimes it's like it's like you know. I did you ever feel like you were like almost like. Not too sensitive, but like you were picking up on so many things. Oh yeah, I'm incredibly empathic. Like I, yeah. I didn't realize I didn't realize even what that term was or or what that meant. But I've always been able to feel into other people's feelings, and um, you know, which is probably why I could feel my mom's. You know, even though she was acting, everything was fine. I felt like something was deeply wrong with her. Um, right. Now, I was just curious if was she strong enough to protect you from him? No. No, no and, and, and uh, when she was in a shitty mood, she would actually throw us under the bus. Mm. And so, you know, she very much was a triangulator. And if, um, you know, if, if, if there was always the threat of, you know, I'll tell your father mm. if if we were misbehaving or... You know, if she was at her wit's end. Um, so it wasn't even worse than that. Yeah, she would throw him, you know. Yeah, no, and she wasn't strong enough to stand up for us when he was being a tyrant. Yeah. No, she just kind of watched it. She just kind of watched. and. Uh, but I do have a younger brother who's 10 years younger than me and who's adopted. And um, I think by the time she was 30, she had a more of a backbone and she actually did stand up for him more, mm-hmm. um, which was also interesting to watch as well. Like, hey, why didn't you stand up for us? But um, yeah. So she did do it later on. 
which caused a lot of marital strife. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you're changing the rules on me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she changed the rules for big time. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, almost like when she, it didn't make a lot of sense in her 40s, and you're going to notice these, welcome to your 40s is the best, because you know so much more about yourself, and you have a lot more strength to say, you know, this works for me, and it just quite doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, it's like each decade you get um, stronger and stronger and stronger, it's amazing, especially for women. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it's also... Even though, is your mom still, um, is still alive? she's still alive, I'm guessing. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. She's, she's still, she's still alive, right? She's still around. Yeah, my mom's, my mom's 61. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we have a great relationship. I mean, we, we, um, you know, of the three, her three children, she and I are, she would consider, I mean, I'm the, definitely the favorite. I mean, my parents are very clear about that. I'm, I'm the favorite, the favorite, and that's mm. because, that's because I'm incredibly um, self-sufficient and independent, and I don't cause them any grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never needed money from them. I've never, you know, been, uh, I haven't been in rehab, and I haven't been in the psych wards. <laughs> They're oh, pretty wow. happy with me. <laughs> yes. Hmm. They're like, wow, one of us, one turned out really well. And I, I know they want to take credit for it, but I almost want to go, no, I think it's just my... I take credit for it. You can't take credit for it. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. And but you know what? That also has um has, has some, uh, some some weight on you as well because it's like you are like the good child, but it's also the I'm guessing that it, it took you a lot to be able to get where you where you are right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I started reading, you know, Marion Williamson when I was seventeen. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I started working with an energy healer about five years ago, and that was truly a turning point mm-hmm. in my life, like mm-hmm. truly an introduction into clearing out um, all of this energetic muck that had been layered and layered and layered upon for for so long and it and it, you know it helped me really um address my shadows and my insecurities and and you know it's what got me into this to this work because I'm like if I can experience such profound relief and freedom then uh, uh it's something I would, I would love to share with other people like if it's, yeah. it's possible for me it's possible for anyone absolutely yeah yeah, and, and I think and, and I think it's my nature. I mean, it's my nature. That's why I got into social work. I mean, it's my nature to to work with people. So yeah, yeah, it it really comes naturally to you. It's something that, and it, I also um, the root probably also has to do with like feeling emotionally wounded as a child and trying to figure out these people. Like really, how yeah, people. How do people work? <laughs> Because it's right. It's like, yeah. What on earth would drive people to act like this? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. How can people be so cruel and so blind at the same time? Yeah. And what the, the kind of work I want to share with you because it's interesting when you're, you're talking about that. The kind of work that I do, um, of course, I work with with energy and uh, 
you know, with EFT and, and Matrix and so on, but it's like, it's also finding finding a place where there, it goes beyond understanding, you know, like you can go and rationalize, uh, as I did in you know, my time, like, well, this is what happened with my father, and therefore that's why he was like that, you know, that way. But it's also yeah. about shifting what what I what you absorb as a child that really yeah. makes a difference. And yeah, because I mean, I had all the rationalization way before I started doing energy work. I mean, I, intellectually, I know why my parents are were the way they were, and, but that doesn't change how it energetically affected me. Exactly. Like, that that knowledge does not change how what the wounds inside of of me that create my own you know inner mind pattern. So that's and, why I love energy work. I mean, that's why to me it's so profound. Is you you don't even have to have the rational understanding for you to re- experience um, relief and clearing no. of some of this crap. Absolutely, and yeah, there's no need at all, and and. It's like, you know, some people tell me, well, I don't remember, you know, my mem- I don't have memories. And I'm like, there's there's no need. It's all in your system. We'll yeah, have, you all know, the memories are there. They're there. They're there energetically. And, you know, I have different ways that I work when people don't remember. Don't remember and it's like totally fine. The body knows. Exactly yeah, the body knows. And, and there's an inner wisdom that is so clear. So, you know, talking about all these, do you see the energetic connection between feeling unsafe? As, I mean, beyond unsafe as a child and how that is reflected in your saving? I can. I can. I mean, it's... it's. Um... So let's, let's do a... Let's do a so you can really... Do you want to really experience it? Is this okay with yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So I invite you to just close your eyes for a moment. And do a a scanning of your body, how you're feeling. And just if you need to briefly open your eyes and look. I want you, I don't know if you have written down, because I know that right now you have those 16,000, but if you for a moment realize and you can see a zero, which was a couple of weeks prior and it's probably going to be like that in a couple of weeks in the future, Uh What is the sensation in your body? What happens when you say, you know, I honestly have no savings of my own? Right now, I feel it mostly in my heart. Yeah. So, Uh, I don't know if it's talking about my family and all that, but like, yeah, yeah, like right now, it's more of a chest. So let's let's just tightness in my the, chest. Right, <clears throat> tightness, yeah. Tightness on, in your chest. And does it feel like pressure or tell me a little bit more. Um, yeah, it feels like pressure, it feels like constriction. It feels yeah. um Yeah, it just feels kind of balled up, kind of like you just need to take a breath. Like not feeling like you can breathe. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost like like you cannot you cannot breathe deeply. It's like a, the shallow breathing. It's like needing to take a breath and feeling like constricted. Yeah, and pressure. Like like yeah. something, something sitting on my sitting on my chest. Okay. So if you actually 
notice if something, something that is sitting on your chest, what would it be? Does it feel, what does it look like? Well, it's it's funny, but it's that whole, um, you know, tiptoeing and staying invisible and not being able to be out and about and and expressive and not being able to not being able to show up. Okay. Because if you show up, you get in trouble. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all right. It's just like put your hand on your chest. Yeah. It's just too risky, right, to really, like, be seen. Yeah. You, you never know. Yeah. And and it's so funny because I've been... I've been thinking about that a lot, and I know there's, like, a deep-seated fear of, yes. of showing up. And I've just kept saying, like, what is it? What am I afraid of? And, well, duh. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, now we're going to take, so you have, is it, could you see, is it, if you see these, someone sitting on your chest, could it be that it's, like, your father's energy? That it's, like, almost like. It's both. It's, it's, it's my, it's both my parents. Um, If it's. For my, for my, gosh, I think it's actually more my mom. Yeah. Because you know, my my dad's. I've I've done a lot of processing and working on that that fear of being punished. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my for my mom, it's it's totally who do you think you are? Like, mm. look at you, look at you. Um, and she so much has made, you know, comments. A few years ago, I was really in the best shape of my life and feeling incredibly sexy and empowered than I'd ever felt. And um, and she said, you know, wow, look, you, you really think you're really full of yourself. Mm. And... And it was so devastating, you yeah. know. It was just so devastating, and I, and I was very honest with her, you know. I said, you know, how sad that was that she would say that to me. That she would rather me feel um, icky about myself yeah. because she can relate to that right. than to see me really coming, you know, wearing. I, I wasn't provocative in any way. I was just wearing clothes that fit well and and I felt fantastic. And yeah. um and she really uh knocked the legs out from under me and and let me know that that's not okay. Yeah. And she still does it to some extent. Um I don't like to talk to her about much about what I'm doing because she can be very critical. She's so judgmental. Yeah, she's incredibly judgmental. Um, and it's almost like, who do you think you are to help people? Like, do you really think you're... Yes. But then she, you know, she can also tell me how proud she is of me. It's a very... Um, yeah. There's, there's a dual. There's a dualistic 
It's very likely that she's a knowledgeable achiever, and the knowledgeable achiever on one hand has these, like, I mean, you are her daughter. She loves you, and, you know, so she's going to be encouraging because she wants you to be happy. On the other hand, what may drive her is this sense of, like, you get to do things if you're perfect. Otherwise, you just don't do them. Mm. Is there a little bit of it like that? Like, you know, you know you're not, you know, who, who are you fooling kind of thing? It's 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 like who are you to get to to play around and who are you to get to to you know almost in her mind it's like I'm not really working you know yeah. like because yeah. I'm not you know I I I signed up to be a sub. Um, at the elementary school, one because I love kids, and I'm, I would like to make some extra money on the side as I'm trying to grow this business. And um, and she said, "Well, what are you going to do if you have if you have a client and they call you to sub?" Mm-hmm. And it was like I would be letting the school down if I didn't take the job because in my parents' world, you always take the job. Mm-hmm. You right. always take the job. Whatever you have to do, you take the job. You know, earning money is more important than life's purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't get to explore what you want to be. You get to, you know, you take the job. And I just looked at her and I was like, of course I would take the client. I was like, I was like, I would tell them I have a client. I can't. And I just looked at her like, wow, you really don't get it. Like, no. No, it's true. You just really don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, it's... I don't... I would like to get to the point where I don't care if she gets it or not, and I don't care if she makes her comments, but ultimately they still see. I mean, they do sing. Right. Yeah, and And it, it, it is... Go it ahead, triggers sorry. a lot of guilt. It just triggers a lot of guilt. Mm. Like, am I fucking around? Like, should I go back and get a normal nine-to-five job? You know, is that the respectable thing to do? Am I am I wasting, you know, am I doing something wrong, I guess? Mm-hmm, yeah. And to think that this is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And what does your heart say to that? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay, there it is. Yeah. But, but, you know, this is, this is, um, this is more important. Yeah. This kind of healing is more important than any other work that I could do. Like, there's, there's, there's nothing that gives me the the passion and joy like seeing people transcend emotional pain. Yeah, and transform, yeah, like, right? Yeah, there's nothing more exciting and more uh, invigorating to me than that. And yeah. so the thought of going back and doing something like I used to do uh, it, it just seems ridiculous, like like not not even an option. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Like yeah. The further, yeah, I just get further and further away of feeling like I could even do it. I feel like it would crush me if I if I had to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you have to give up and just go back to, you know, and sometimes we just cannot go back. It's just really, really almost impossible to go back. Now, do you see, now these, now you really got in touch with what is exactly in your energy when it comes to actually charging your words, moving forward, and creating those savings. Creating a mm-hmm. sense that you are safe. That who and this is exactly what what we're talking about. It's like feeling like if every time that you get into, I mean, it's to your heart. It's in, you're clear. I mean, your soul and your heart are so clear, and that's why you are where you are, right? Yeah. And yet, the energy in your system is still running with this guilt and this feeling like you're pushing away. Because that's the other piece that I have noticed. Um, in, in people that I work with, and including myself, that for a number of years, I was like, I mean, come on, Emily, I moved, you know what, Argentina, and that's where I'm from. You know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I moved, I mean, I have to, you know, be in a plane for 11 hours to get to my family. That's probably so, a good thing. <laughs> oh, it was, it's fabulous. It's fabulous in so many ways, and you know, I'm not going to get into it, but I have put <laughs> so much energy into creating the space and separating from them so I could be myself. And no matter where I went, they came with me. No matter where you went, they what? They came with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they are no longer, you know, the people outside, you know, who your mom is, who your dad is today. They're no longer the ones that are really... I mean, they still continue to do the crazy thing and, you know, I guess I'm in touch or whatever sometimes, but... What I mean is that what really is causing you to have the financial situation you have right now, it's actually not based on who they are today because your adult self has figured out how to manage that. And you do have the, you know, the fact to language, but there's still that little girl inside of you that is freaking scared. Yeah. And she's the one that needs the support and the healing. That's why I love doing that kind of work because it's really going to where the pain is and to really, you know, to heal it where it actually was caused. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Because she's the one that is still trying to run outside and play with lizards and really escape. (laughs) Really, literally escape from the craziness. I mean, what do you do these days when you feel extremely overwhelmed and, and totally stressed? What do you do? Um, I do yoga. Okay. <laughs> I, go to a, I go to a hot yoga class. Um, um, I tap. I do self-reiki. I listen to um, Satam Kaur, my favorite Kirtan yeah. singer. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I, I I go outside too. You know. Yesterday mm-hmm. I talked to you about doing that tapping video, and um, and after we got off the phone, I finally figured out. Of, I found a great movie, Microsoft Movie Maker, and I actually did my first video tapping on myself because I felt overwhelmed. Like I felt very 
stuck. I felt very overwhelmed. And I videotaped myself doing, like, tapping through that. And it was it was interesting. It was better than tapping alone because I felt like I was tapping with someone who would be watching me. Yes. Um, so I really kind of got deep. I got I got to a a pretty not a core belief, but I got to the realization that I put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I just want to stop. Like right. if I put so much mental pressure on myself, then I just feel blocked and I just want to crawl back in bed. I get to that point where I'm like, I have to do a million, you know, I have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, mm-hmm. and I can't just do it. I have to do it perfectly. Yeah. And so I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And I exactly. just get catatonic. I just get like, I don't even know where to go, start, be, like, and um, and I, and I had that realization, like, wow, I'm putting so much pressure on myself that I don't want to do anything, and it's completely self-imposed. <laughs> it's totally yeah. self-imposed. Nobody's striking me with a whip and telling me to do anything. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I have you know, those are the the tools that I have, and I can I can shift um I can shift out of it pretty quickly. I can um. I can feel it, you know, I can dive deep and um and see what the lesson is, you know, in the way that I'm feeling and, and kind of relieve some of that fight or flight feeling and, and get calm and then and then move forward and feel more in the flow. Yeah, and it makes yeah, so you have you have figured out some wonderful wonderful ways to really get out of that. And yet, sometimes your nervous system gets a little stuck, right? You were saying that you just want to hide and just... Yeah, I get a little um, scattered. You know, I, I I have a tendency to be a little ADD. I get, you know, fall down the rabbit hole in a different directions without sitting and actually getting one thing yeah. accomplished. And so that's... Um, that's always a challenge for me. To focus, right? Yeah, the focus. Yeah. To sit and focus and finish a task. And and I think that um, from the little that I know about you, my guess is that this is coming from also the same base trauma because imagine what your nervous system was like, you know, when you were that young and you had to be hyper vigilant about where the next scream or, you know, was coming from. Yeah, the fear, the constant state of of fear. Yes, and and that is like, you know, it's almost like being in a body of a little trapped animal, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, have you ever seen a rabbit that feels like it's in danger? It's like it either freezes or it's just like twitching all over the place and there's no way. Of course, it makes so much sense that you cannot focus because you're going to be like, okay, what's going on? Your nervous system is really in that, like, super, you know, hypervigilant stage. Like, okay, you know, what's happening? It has nothing to do with your mind. I think that there's those moments where just your nervous system takes over and feeling really scared. And it's hard to even put a finger on what it is, right, sometimes? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's when I feel like I have, uh, I feel like I have things I need to do, I should be doing. Um, that is usually when I get into a state of, like, don't want to do, you know, can't do anything. Well, the other piece that is really strong, I think, for you uh, is that when you have things to do and you cannot get to do them, one of the pieces that may be coming up is that your mom, your mom being so judgmental is like it's also another piece that is internalized and it's like, okay, if you get to do certain things, you're going to be more visible. Mm-hmm. And you're either going to be at risk coming that energy of you know fear from your dad or you're going to be at risk of being judged by your mom. And it doesn't matter yeah. if you know you never show it to them, right? It's, it's just the internal where your energy goes. So it makes a lot of sense that you will procrastinate or get distracted or just have other things that come up or even manifest. I mean, I have had people that really manifest either battles or distractions or things that, you know, they start having an argument or something goes wrong or, to, you know, they cannot deal with the technology or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? That you're creating these, <laughs> yeah, creating excuses basically of yeah. something else. Take something else. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely um, do my best not to create drama because I, I can't. I don't like drama, and I I just kind of steer steer away from it. And but I can use the crutch of I don't know how to do a video or I don't know how to, you know, and it's like once I sit down and focus, it's like, yeah, I do. Like, I can figure this out. Right. Remember I told you yesterday, I was like, look it up on YouTube or on your computer, how you create a video. And there you went. You just, see, that's the other And I did it. Yeah. Right. And that's the other piece. Like yesterday I was talking with with a client and and I said, okay, she was completely in this freak out mode. And I said, okay, it's totally okay. Let's stop a little bit. So I just, you know, get out of that space. And we did a little bit, you know, we did some healing. And, I, and then I said, okay, this is what needs to happen. You need to do this, and then you need to do this, and then you need to do this. Can you do that? And she's like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and and it was like, and, it, and she told me, she said, that's exactly what I need. And there's moments where I freak out and I need a little bit of the handhold. Yeah, and then that feeling, that, that then you get the feeling of accomplishment. Like, oh, right. okay. Wow, that felt really... That was fabulous. And, but that was, also, yeah, you held my hand and I did it. And it feels like, wow, okay. Yeah. It yeah. Is. But it's also a big feel. I don't know, and I'm guessing for you too, Emily, you grew up very alone, but it's also the feeling that you don't have to do every freaking thing alone on your own. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I do have that feeling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, that, yeah. and isn't isn't that in itself sometimes overwhelming? They're like, oh God, do I have to do everything? Yeah, um, that's that's what women tend to do. It's absolutely true. That's why my my I think my um, my video mini series starts with that. Feeling overwhelmed and how we sometimes we have so many lists we cannot even focus on what we have to do next. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's really. <sighs> yeah. So, how do you feel? Do you? My my question is that do you do you see how if this energy that we're talking about was not present, how much more able you would be to really step out? and come out of hiding and start really 
taking the action that could lead you to earning money doing what you love. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, I know that you may not um, be ready or able right now to, you know, to have a coach, but I really encourage you to do that. I mean, I really want to, I would do you a disservice if I said, you know what, just do this on your own because, well, for one, I don't believe in that. I mean, I know that we can all, we do some wonderful work on our own, but I have not been able to do the deep healing work on my own. Yeah, I definitely feel like I, um, I mean, I, I, after the the weekend um, at Ignite and um, some really big things that came up with my sister being there with her, um, I um, I was really proud of myself because when I got home, I was so depleted, I was so drained, I was um, that I I knew I could I I needed help. Like, I knew I needed, and so I called the the energy healer that I work with. So I don't see as much as I used to, and it's basically a financial reason. Um, but I was like, I need support. Like, I, yeah. need, I need someone to reflect back to me and process with me everything that just happened. And, and it was so much more healing doing that than at home trying to use all of my tools by myself. Like, I was just like, wow, that was so much, that was so much, I I felt such a clearing, Um, and it was doing EFT with her. I mean, it wasn't, I thought we'd end up doing Reiki, but it was, you know, it was EFT, and it was, it was, um, the clarity that I got by having her reflect back to me was so much deeper than what I could do by myself. Yeah. So I, I would love um, I would love coaching, but I know right now the guilt that I have for investing, I don't know if the guilt is the right word, but the pressure right now that I feel mm-hmm that I invested in the Tapping Into Wealth program, I feel a lot of pressure to to focus on that and earn that money back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want... I am... I'm scared to keep uh, investing money because I feel like my husband is uh, eventually... Just gonna be like, I mean, he already is so supportive in... And he shows up bigger than I expect a lot of the time. Mm. But I also know there's this part of him that's like, Jesus Christ, Emily. (laughs) What the hell? Like, (laughs) you are spending a lot of money and you're, you know, when are you going to make money? You know, he seems to be making some money, but, but lately it's like dropped to almost nothing again. Like it, it went up in January and February, and now it's like plat. It's like gone back to like, um, the, to almost nothing. And so, and I, I'm curious. I'm curious what is happening for you right now. Something is going on that is preventing you from making the money. So, um, the one question that I that I want to, and I totally understand. I really do. Um, 
I do want you to clear this energy because this is what is preventing you from actually making the money. And with yeah. respect to your husband, I have an adorable husband that is incredibly you supportive. Do. Oh my God, yes. And well, you, I don't know. You may have met him. He was at Ignite. I yeah, I saw you two, and I and I I just uh, I thought you were absolutely adorable couple. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Now he's he's absolutely the best, and I have to tell you, he trusts me because I I go to those places those places sometimes, and he says, you know what? When you're happy, I'm happy. You know, when they they say that little thing, right? Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Um, so it's it really it's about us like owning that. You know, we deserve these. We really deserve this healing because it makes it. I mean, can you imagine when this is really going to allow you? Because it, it just just think about it and consider the the possibilities. Because as you're doing the coaching, the program, there's a lot of things that are going to start coming up for you that are going to really need some healing. See, the program is about learning how to coach people. In the process, you're going to uncover a lot of your own stuff even further. Like. Yeah, you, I mean, some of the information that we talked about today, it's, it's, there's nothing new to you. But do you see yeah. the connect, how we made the connections between what your history was and how it's affecting your finances today? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How, how important would it be to really heal that so you don't have to carry with that? Yeah. So when you actually gain all the new tools you're going to gain in the program, you're going to be like, guess what? You have a fire under your butt, and you're like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, because, I mean, that was the, um, when we did the money mapping there. And, and now, to me, it just keeps uh, emphasizing what the deeper energetic issues are. And it's, yeah. you know, I always come at my clients, and I'm like, you know, I've, I've always been where the pain is universal. We all know what pain feels like, and we've all experienced the same type of pain to some extent. But it's like if I can heal these money issues and become an example for my clients, like that would be huge. I would love to come from a place of like I know what it feels like to be guilty, feel guilty and shameful and hide from your money. Like I straight up know exactly. what that feels like. And that, to me, connected the spiritual side to it. Yes. Of Like, that made the full circle for me, because I really thought, why would I want to be a tapping into wealth coach? Like, that doesn't sound like anything that resonates with me. Um, until until I, I made the connection with the, the pain, mm-hmm. the real pain around around money that I really had not... I had not made that connection before. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm I would I know if I can clear this within myself it would be so really so much yeah, so much will um improve. Yeah. Absolutely. So I will tell you if that's okay, I will tell you how I work and if you were to choose to work together um, okay. Is that something that you would be interested at all? Or because I, I don't have to, I don't have to tell you. I really, you know, totally. Are you I would curious? Like you to tell me. Yeah, I'm okay. curious. Yeah, I'm very curious. Good. So the way that I work, actually, I work in um, three months, in three months programs, because I have found that 
Well, the reason that I do that is twofold. One is that I, I, I'm a wealth and success coach. So I'm not only addressing your deep healing, but I'm also going to give you um, a lot of work to do, both inner work and outer work. So I, I do a six-month program where we actually have sessions every other week. Some people, you know, and that is flexible. Some people sometimes need, you know, weekly. Sometimes they want to see me every three weeks. And as long as my calendar allows it, I can do that. But it's just, I feel like, you know, we're, t- we're carrying with decades of pain, as you know. And we need some time to, to release that and to really process. And I also want to give you the time to say, okay, you know, now this is what you're going to do internally to really heal this piece. And now I want you to like, okay, what is the action that you're going to take? And we create an action plan. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Did you say three or six months? It's three months, six sessions. Oh, three months. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. three months. And I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you the information so you don't have to take notes or anything. I'll send you all the information. And uh, and a very, you know, I'm gonna. You're gonna see that I have all the different modules, uh, just like in the Tapping Into Wealth program. But it's very personalized. Like you saw today, we started a money map. We get really deep, and we're gonna. What I would have done is the matrix on your little girl to release, you know, whatever is really present. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I record, that's another big piece of the program, is like I record the sessions. You have a very a confidential and private channel that I really encourage you to listen to the sessions again and do the tapping, you know, and do just really go again to continue to really work on that. Um, you all, I also offer um, once a month, you have, we have a group call, so you feel like you're not alone in this journey and any mm-hmm. questions that come up, you can hear how other people are dealing with things. Um, I also, of course, those are recorded and you can, you can either send questions if you, you know, if you want to be anonymous, you know, I have an assistant that just takes all the questions uh, or you can be present, you know, for the calls. Um, I do share with you some different strategy maps. Um, hey, that kind um, of, louder. Yeah. Okay. Yes, my husband's called me twice. Can you hold on one second? Of course. Okay, one second. Sorry.
Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Please try your call again later. Announcement 1, switch 119-3. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Please try your call again later. Announcement 1, switch 119-3.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.